0: happy Saturday, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I'm your host Denise Salcedo. It is July 15th and I am here to chat AEW Collision. And let me tell you, this show, these two hours, we're going to only cover a very few amount of topics, but those few amounts of topics kind of are giving us a whole lot to get into because we officially have now the second ever Win Winners for both the men's and the women Owen Hart Cup tournaments. We also had a match today that many on social media are calling match of the year contender and we're going to get into that. We had some unexpected surprises, some new directions we're heading into. It's going to be a good time. Before we get started, I want to thank you guys all so much for being here. I know today it's kind of a I don't normally go live on Saturdays because the first the first I'm supposed to be going live Saturdays, by the way, but I was here for the collision watch along for the debut show and then the following week I was actually at collision and so um, I'm finally back doing the Saturday show so I'm going to be here on Saturdays whenever I can to do the collision show and I'll make sure to keep you guys posted and I wanted to make sure to come on here and talk about today's show because I had a feeling it was definitely going to be a good one and I had a feeling that it was going to be special and it certainly was this was probably in my opinion one of the strongest episodes of collision that we have had uh based on all the shows that i've seen uh and also the ones that i attended live i really feel like this one here just had a whole lot that really made you go if you're not taking the time to watch collision you probably should at least make some time even if you're not watching live because i get it it's a saturday people got lives but even if you're not watching live i would still you know Hit the DVR, uh, do what you need to do to make sure to watch some of these matches. And also, there are a shit ton of events going on today, guys. Not only, so today we're just talking about AEW Collision here, but Battle of the Bouts is also on. I decided to skip Battle of the Bouts personally. You guys know I wasn't necessarily all of that crazy about the cards. I was like, ah, I'd rather have an extra uh, an extra hour to myself on a Saturday. And there's also Impact Anniversary, And then there's also a uh, Mania. I mean, there is so much that's going down but let's get to it um also just a heads up to anybody here if you do want to help support this podcast get your question comment statement right here on the air you're more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat it's much appreciated thanks in advance and we got a couple in here uh let's get to it our first super chat comes from arnold who says good clean win for ricky i don't know about clean but a good win because it's gonna get us talking we're gonna get to that topic first but let me go through the rest of the super chats Roberto Arsenal says that tag team match was a masterpiece. It certainly was. James Hammond says Ricky wins, and we check what uh, is in CM Punk's bag. Grapple Geekery sends in a generous super chat saying, I was cheering for Bully Club bully Club Golds, but that match ruled. Willow winning in a match with no outcast interference was great, and CM Punk getting booed in heart gear in Calgary and losing made my week. Uh, thank you so much to grapple geekery. Also last night when I was live, uh, a super chat came in afterwards that I didn't get a chance to read. So I do want to make sure that this person gets their money's worth. And I feel so bad that it came on afterwards. So I'm going to make sure to uh, pull up metalhead for life super chat from last night who says first super chat. You're perfect at what you do. XOXO metalhead for life. I'm so sorry that I missed your first super chat last night, man, but I got you, man. I got your back here today. And Let's get to it, everybody. Let's talk about Collision. And I want to start off with CM Punk Ricky Starks. Let's start there because here's the thing. So when we additionally, when on the AEW Dynamite post show that I do, when we did our predictions, when they announced the bracket and who was going to be in it, this was pretty much... Uh, almost my prediction. So I had predicted that the finals was going to be CM Punk versus versus Ricky Starks, and I gave two scenarios. Clearly, two scenarios to happen, and I didn't really know which one was going to happen. I didn't know if they were going to have Ricky Starks win and basically have CM Punk give him the rub, or if they were going to have CM Punk win. Given that you know, this is a they given that if they would have had CM Punk win because he is CM Punk and because he is a big name, it would have added, you know, this prestige to the Owen Hart Cup tournament on top of what it already is, right? Because if you look at the list of names, who's won it already for the men? Adam Cole. Now, imagine if the next name added would have been CM Punk, right? So either direction that they could have gone in, I saw it being a pro, whether it was CM Punk or whether it was going to be Ricky Starks. However, by like this morning on Busted Open, my official prediction though was CM Punk. So I was thinking like, okay, it's gonna be CM Punk. I don't know. That's the direction that I was going here. And maybe something tells me that I should have stuck to my initial gut the first time that I talked about this whole entire tournament and stuck with Ricky Starks, man, because Ricky Starks ended up winning the Men's Owen Hart Cup Tournament. And let's talk about how this actually went down. So to get here, Sam Punk defeated Samoa Joe last week. Ricky Starks defeated powerhouse Hobbs and during this match we of course were are continuing every week CM Punk gets a mixture of chance, a mixture of booze that's the CM Punk thing right now that we see each and every single week we also at the start of this match saw some cockiness from both guys so that was kind of fun to see but let's fast forward to what happened and how we ended up getting Ricky Starks winning. So there was a moment where both guys end up hitting a double cross body. So they kind of, you know, collage, collide right into each other. It's a collision of bodies and Um, Both of them end up on their knees and there's this moment where both of them are kind of exchanging forearms but Ricky Starks kind of gets the best of it. CM Punk then hits a pile driver on Ricky Starks looks really really great. CM Punk at one point tries to go for the GTS but Starks avoids it and ends up hitting one of my favorite Spears that I've seen in a hot minute that Spears by that Spears not Britney Spears but that Spear by Ricky Starks was really really good that first one especially that first one if you missed it go back and watch it and you'll see what I mean uh, and then afterwards he ends up going for another spear. But in this second spear, CM Punk ends up catching his body, catching him and trapping him in a guillotine. And he has him in this guillotine, but the second the camera pans out, you can tell that Ricky Starks is super close to the actual rope. So he gets his foot on the ropes, breaks it up, and so it kind of felt like for a second that guillotine was going to get CM Punk his victory, but that wasn't the actual victory there. Um, So instead afterwards, CM Punk ends up doing a hurricanrana off the top rope. And when they land on the mat, we end up getting this back and forth of reversals between CM Punk and Ricky Starks. And I think they go back and forth maybe like two or three, four times somewhere around there. And finally, When Starks is on top, when Starks has got the moment, he holds on to the rope for leverage. Holds on to the ropes for leverage. One, two, three. Ricky Starks defeats CM Punk and gets this win, although he cheated by holding on to the ropes. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I was completely stunned by the actual finish. I'm I wasn't just stunned, like I'm not just talking about Ricky Starks. I'm talking about the actual finish with the way that he actually won. And even though I was stunned, after a couple minutes of processing processing it, I freaking loved it. And I'll tell you why I loved it. So Ricky Starks has recently been a baby face today. This was his heel turn. Ricky Starks is a heel once again. And personally, I feel that Ricky Starks just is stronger as a heel. And he just, it's just better. It's just better. As much as we want to root for Ricky Starks because he gets over, I did feel like him as a babyface didn't necessarily hit as strong as when he was a heel. So now, him defeating CM Punk, uh, uh, you know, a person with the caliber, the star power of CM Punk, in this unfair manner, in this tournament that's supposed to be to honor someone's legacy and to cheat. Damn, that's a freaking heel thing if I've ever seen one. Then on top of that... Rolling into the second hour when they were going into Battle of the Bouts, they actually show Ricky Starks going to get his trophy. And before he gets it, we have Jushin Thunder Liger, freaking legend out there who's supposed to be presenting it to him. And Ricky Starks just goes out there, freaking grabs the trophy out of his hand, completely disrespectful, celebrates and jams the hell out. Out. So if you tell me this was the perfect way to have Starks as a heel once again, and as a really, really strong heel, because those are already two things that he did just tonight that were pretty darn messed up. Now, I do want to go ahead and talk about what I think they should do next or kind of what I would want to see them do next in regards to Ricky starts, because they got to continue to ride this freaking momentum because right now he's got momentum. He just defeated Sam Punk. Whether or not it was clean, the man defeated Sam Punk and won this tournament. So here's the thing. Like they could probably do another match between him and Sam him and Punk, right? Like they could probably do that. But I would actually like it if they did it if instead they kind of moved him on into something else and then had CM Punk basically go out there and cut this promo about, you know, maybe talking about how he was going out there trying to have an honest, respectable match and there are these punk kids out there basically ruining that, right? Something along those lines. So I want to see CM Punk go off and do something – and focus on something else and I want to see Ricky Starks go on and maybe even just like get a title or just go from there do something else and then later on later later on they can always circle back to CM Punk Ricky Starks because now this whole thing is always going to live there uh, in the memory of the fans and we'll see what they do down the line. So I do want to see this, like they don't have to drag it out is what I'm trying to get at. They do not have to drag this out between CM Punk and Ricky Starks. And instead this could just be used as a catapult to not only get Starks back as a heel clearly, but also get him something going else on the roster. So Uh, A lot of pros in this, in my opinion. But we got a ton of Super Chats coming in. I want to make sure to read them. So here we go. Uh, Let's see what people are saying. This is from Sheldon Jackson, who says, I liked how Tony Khan protected Jay White in the tag team title match. Have him get the first fall and then have Juice lose the last two falls to protect Jay. I see Tony Khan elevating Jay White soon in AEW. Hey, man, never forget that the day that freaking jay white came into aew i said that he would be aew world champion i did say by the end of the year we only got like six months left so maybe i was wrong on the date but i freaking said it that man is going to be aew world champion at some point uh magnum Wade sends in a super chat saying shock all of shock's An FTR two out of three falls match was awesome. Who would have thought? Also, Ruby is the perpetual bridesmaid, but glad for Willow. Thank you so much, Magnum. Way. We'll get into that in just a second. Redmond Survivor says... Will Stark's cheating cause CM Punk to become a frustrated heel like when Austin cheated to win Rumble 1997 over Brett and Brett slowly descended into a heel? Uh, I don't know exactly how that's going to look, but I kind of mentioned seeing CM Punk kind of get you know get upset, get angry, be pissed off that these young kids are out here tarnishing what's supposed to be a respectable tournament to honor Owen Hart, and he's out here cheating to win like run off of that get angry at that and move forward with that you know in the back of your, in the back of your mind right uh redman survivor thank you so much for the super chat Sven big says had to hit you up on instagram i knew you were watching that banger of a match if bully club gold uh would have won i wouldn't have minded so we'll get to that in just a second but i will say this right now though uh spend big i was rooting for bullet club gold i Definitely was rooting for that. Mike T90K says, awesome collision tonight. Felt like a pay-per-view. Ian Rickabani on commentary. It's fantastic. I've always liked his style. Nice to see uh, David Benoit at ringside. Yes. So most of you probably saw this on Twitter or you saw it on TV, whether or not you recognized him right off the bat. Uh, I'm sure you would (laughs) because he looks exactly like his father. So the second you saw him, you're probably like, wait, what? (laughs) Uh, Yes. So he was in the crowd. He looked very happy, very excited to be there. So that was kind of cool. It's not... I I don't think I've ever seen him like at another show, at least definitely not recently. So uh, yeah, it was kind of cool to see him out there and, you know, just be there watching wrestling and enjoying himself like each and every single one of us. So that was really cool. Um, Shout out to Ian Riccoboni. I really do like Ian Riccoboni. He's a very nice guy. I got to work with him at Ring of Honor and I'll tell you that that, he is a very, very nice guy and he is good at his job uh, with commentary. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying just announced for next week's collision, AEW's trios titles match, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn versus house of black. Thank you so much, Sheldon. I know you always got my back. Uh, Thank you so much for sending this in. All right. So now let's go ahead and get into, um, so we talked about CM Punk, Ricky Starks already. So let's talk about the women. I want to get into this because I want to save the tag team stuff for last. So, The Women's Owen Hart uh, Foundation Tournament Final. Willow Nightingale defeated Athena last night on Rampage to get this spot into the finals. Ruby Soho defeated Sky Blue in the semifinals to make it to this spot. So as we know, Ruby Soho has been here before. Like someone mentioned, always the bridesmaid. Never the bride. And she lost last year to Britt Baker. And this, this, I really thought, again, I was really wrong on this one. I really thought they were actually going to give it to Ruby. And the only reason I thought they were going to give it to Ruby was because I'm like, okay, well, she's part of the outcast. They're probably going to want to give the outcast some sort of leverage, something to continue adding to their act, right? Uh, So I did think that maybe they would go that direction, but... I was hoping for Willow Nightingale because Willow Nightingale is, uh, well, she's very lovable. You guys know that. And so let's talk about the match and what went down here. So we get to see, we got to see Willow be a little playful in this match, which I liked. You know, not a, I know by that, I mean she was going out there and calling Ruby a uh, Ruby a, uh, a loser, little things like that that she did at the top of this match that I really, really liked. But there were some really good moments, one of which included included ruby soho at one point got willem nightingale and literally just she was bent over over the second rope and ruby soho just started getting her with all of these sick knees to the face and i don't know how many of you guys know this but god dang i love a couple good knees to the face that sounds really wrong but damn i love to see that type of violence on tv That sounds really wrong, too. Damn, there's no way of wording it. It was good. So then afterwards, um, at one point, we get into some shenanigans. I was not too fond of the shenanigans. I, I didn't really think they were needed, but whatever. That's usually the MO for the outcast, so it is what it is, right? But Ruby at one point tries to cheat. She gets the spray paint can that has become synonymous with the outcast. And she tries to make it look like Willow was the one that was going to use it. And Aubrey takes it away from Willow. And as she does this, Ruby uses this opportunity to rake the eyes of Willow. And then afterwards, she, she gets her with the strike. She goes for a pin and it ends up being a two count okay fine then afterwards we end up seeing willow hit her with the pounce which every time she hits the pounce it's always really good and then she hits the pounce then she hits a power bomb and it ends up being a one two three four willow and willow ends up winning this tournament and then afterwards cowboy tony khan comes out and they celebrate quick celebration willow gets her moment and uh We need to talk about this year that Willow has had off the top of my head. This possibly, this seems like the best year that Willow has ever had. And the reason I say that is she's been featured a lot more regularly. Not only are you seeing her on Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. um, She's also doing stuff on Ring of Honor. And I'm just talking about the AEW side of things. Like think about the stuff that she's been doing with New Japan and all of that talk um her main, her, um, wrestling Tony storm at forbidden door. That's a whole other thing. Then her main eventing new Japan, strong resurgence against one of the top female wrestlers and definitely one of the newsiest ones in the last year, for sure. Mercedes Monet, and then her winning the new Japan strong women's championship, even if it was due to, uh, you know, unfortunately Mercedes getting an injury willow still won and had this moment uh we mentioned her challenging tony storm for the AEW women's championship at forbidden door and now this she goes out there and she wins this tournament and now her name has been added so uh this has possibly been like the best year for willow nightingale and it's only going to keep getting better so i was really happy that they went with willow it was the right call guys right calls uh let's see what we got here johnny sends in a super chat saying do you want to see a women's blood and guts match i would but it would have to be like when the time is right the story would have to really be top notch all of the women involved would have to be um and they have they do have a lot of options but i just don't think the story is necessarily there right now but i would like to see that down the line. I think down the line, if they were to do something like this for the women, build up a story, build up some stables for the women, you already have the outcasts, right? That's already one thing. Um, Build them up. You can definitely make your way into a blood and guts match for the women. So uh, I don't see why not, but I don't think it's going to happen like right now, though. I feel like that's still a little bit ways of way. I think AW still has a lot to do Uh, a lot of catching up to do with their aew women's division there's still a whole lot that they need to uh you know they need to get their ducks in a row with the aew women's division still uh it's still not pitch perfect but they're getting there hopefully grandpa geekery sends in a super chat saying uh taya came out in cowgirl gear oh that's nice to hear i love taya I felt bad for Willow and Ruby because they had to follow that tag team title match. They did great, but had to follow FTR and Bullet Club Gold. Yeah, and you know, I was looking at that clock, man, and I'm thinking, oh boy, like there's only like about 40, 45 minutes left on the show and we still had both the men's and the women's tournaments. Then you also had, uh, they still threw in a house of black match and then a whole little angle with that. And there might've been something else right now that I'm not even thinking about, but they did manage to somehow do it like that's the thing that every single week whenever i watch dynamite for example um they tend to fit in a lot in those two hours but today it was extra special considering how long that tag team match went which we'll talk about in just a second but thank you so much to sheldon jackson for sending this in and again congratulations to willow nightingale so now uh we did get a quick tag team match between house of black and Two guys that Ian Riccoboni said their name, but I don't even remember what their names were. I think one of them was Spencer. Uh, They need to repeat their names more, man. I don't even think they got nameplates. I didn't even see their nameplates. So disregard that. House of Black gets the win, but the real thing that there is to talk about is clearly this whole feud with Andrade El Idolo. FYI, for those of you guys who are confused on the pronunciation. uh, Andrade El Idolo. (laughs) It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Oh my god! I so I don't. I've been hearing like so many people say his name like in all of these different ways that I'm just like it's it's funny, but at the same time, it, it kind of sucks for the talent though because if you're a wrestler, like you don't want to hear your name get botched every time. So that does kind of suck a little bit, but I'm sh- whatever, right? Um. So, anyways, Andrade el. Idolo comes out and he ends up, he's pissed, right? Because Malachi Black and, and his guys have his mask. They have this freaking mask. You do not do that to someone. Take their mask. Anyways, he has it. He eyes them. Security guards keep them apart. Malachi teases putting it on. I don't know if he actually did because the camera was too far away to even notice, but um, he wants his mask back. That's about it, guys. There's nothing else to add. Uh, yes, by the way, M. Pito says Nigel got it right. He did actually. Uh, Nigel McGuinness did pronounce uh, uh, Andrade's last name correctly. So I was happy to hear that. That was cool. But <laughs> but it is funny though. It is funny to hear like all of these different versions. I think at one point Ian called them I-de-lo, L-de-lo. I the i do not even know. All these... Low, low, lows. I don't know. I was ready to hear him go Play-Doh. I don't know. All right. I'm coming up with stupid shit now. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let's get into what everybody wants to talk about. So I'm not going to. So let me tell you, you guys know this. As a podcaster, I clearly have to take notes during these matches. And remember what happened and the details that occurred in these matches. Now, usually, eh, depending on the match, I'll have maybe like three or four lines of notes, depending on what we got and what happened in the match. Well, my friends, according to uh, Nigel McGuinness, he said this match went about 58 minutes. It did not hit the 60-minute mark because then if not, then it would have been a draw, and uh, it did not do that. I literally have like four paragraphs of notes here. And I'm not going to read all four freaking paragraphs. So I'm going to summarize here as best as I can. Because if you watch this match, you know exactly what happened. And there was a lot. But let's break it down here really quickly. So going into this match, already with the stipulation of the two out of three falls, you knew this This was not gonna be no 15 minute match. I think the second I saw that only, when I checked this morning, only three matches were announced for collision. I'm like, okay, two out of three falls match is probably gonna go 30 minutes. That's what I was probably thinking, you know, 30, 40 minutes, maybe not 40 minutes. I was really along the lines of 30. That's what I was thinking. And this match gets started. And really, I think at the point where we had gotten 30 minutes into the match and there was still no pinfalls or anything that had happened, I'm thinking, okay, this is definitely going to go the full hour. And you can also tell when guys are going to go a certain length of time because you can tell by the way that the match is set up the way that everything's the the way that they're pacing themselves so there was a lot of obvious signs that this match was going to last a lot longer and you pretty much got you pretty much figured it out by the beginning of this match just seeing that the way that all these four guys were working this match you realized it was going to be a long one and it's the way that i now the way that i usually judge these matches these one hour matches is you know they're good first of all is if you're actually paying attention throughout the entire match because there you're going this really long time and you got to get people to stay interested in this day and age it is so freaking easy for me to be sitting here watching a match ah you know what let me pull up Instagram and see if anybody is giving my picture a like or some stupid shit like that, right? Sorry, don't mean to curse. Anyways, so so afterwards, like, you know, it's like any moment, you could just go and get distracted. The entire time I was sitting here watching this match, writing my little notes and going, oh, my God, what is going to happen next? How are they going to get to either FTR actually winning when is somebody actually going to get the first fall? And how is this all going to basically play out? Am I going to see Bullet Club actually, um, Bullet Club Golds actually defeat FTR? Where are, how is this all going to play out is what I was thinking throughout this match. Then I've mentioned this before. One of my pet peeves when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to these types of matches, for example, your two out of three falls match, One of my pet peeves, and I've said this before, in matches, when you do a basic move or something super basic that you absolutely know you're not going to get the win off, yet the person still tries to get the pin, right? Like, you know the match is clearly not over. You know your opponent is not clearly done. And the thing that I liked about this match is that they did not do that. They did not go for a pin after every little punch or after every little chop or after every little thing because they did not over-exaggerate or over-try to do these pinfalls, right? They waited until the proper time and the proper opportunity to actually go and try to get a pinfall. And for me, that was something that kind of gave this match extra I don't know, extra points or something is that they did not do that. They did not irk me in the way when they tried to get the pinfall, tried to get pinfall, even though, you know, the match is not going to be over. Like that was not enough to take out your opponents. So I loved that they did not do that. That was something that I really enjoyed. Now I do want to mention some of my favorite parts in this match. Now, again, there was so much. So I'm sorry if I don't mention your favorite part, but my favorite parts here was a lot of the interactions with Jay White and Dax Harwood. So them two, there were so many different points throughout this match where they were just chopping each other and they made it very clear that they made it very clear that Jay White was going after the shoulder of Dax Harwood as he was chopping him, you know, going in and really trying to aim and inflict a certain amount of pain on Dax Harwood and in that targeted area. And so we saw that play out through the entire match. We also saw a lot of really good interactions between Dax and Juice Robinson. They like, I was a fan of Juice Robinson like it's kind of really in the start of his time in New Japan was when I was digging Juice Robinson like that was probably the time where I was like most a Juice Robinson fan. but then recently I kind of wasn't that big of a fan anymore I had kind of lost interest I, I thought he kind of just like there really wasn't anything new that I found myself you know I didn't find myself getting interested right well he completely gained all my interest back in this match today i thought he did a phenomenal job going in there with both cash and dax uh and he played his part up great Uh, everything that he did was good and so it kind of made me appreciate juice robinson again and so i'm so happy that i had that moment during that match watching it going you know what Now I remember why I liked Juice Robinson in the first place. So this was definitely a uh, reminder of that. Now, the other thing that I want to mention was we did have a couple of moments where we did have all of these near falls in this match. And a lot of them had, there was a couple with Dax kicking out, like right before the three count, maybe like one or two that I remember. But the ones that really stood out to me were the ones from Jay White. I don't know how this man did it, man. There were a couple of times where I was like, bro, that's a three right there. That's a three. Nope. He waited until like the last possible millisecond to kick out and freaking sold me like 10 tickets during these moments. It was so um, massive. By minutes, by 5.47 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so 47 minutes into the show, both teams were tied 1-1. So both, both teams had gotten a, uh, a pit. And at this point, we were tied. There was a commercial break. We come back. The freaking action continues. We see um, there was another part that I really enjoyed, which was Jay White getting that sharpshooter on Dax. And I kind of thought it was over there for a second because he had the sharpshooter on Dax, And at that point, I don't think they had announced how long the match had gone yet. So I really wasn't sure, like, oh, what time the match exactly started. And I didn't know how much time was left. And when he kind of centered him dead center in the ring, I'm thinking, oh, man, Dax is going to tap. This is going to be, like, poetic seeing him tap out to the freaking sharpshooter that uh, Jay White has on him. So I thought that's what they were going to do for a second. Then there was a moment where um, I'm trying to remember... So then there was another moment where at 6.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, they announced that there were five minutes left in this match. And when they announced the five minutes, I was wondering, okay, are they going to just run out the clock and end at a draw just 1-1? Is that what they're going to do? And I kind of figured that I really wasn't sure here because – commentary made sure to address this they were like there's five minutes left we could literally end at a draw and then that would mean that FTR keeps their titles you do not see a title change because it'll end in a draw and I started thinking are they saying that to throw us off and make us think that it's not gonna happen and then it ends up happening or are they saying that because it's not gonna happen? And so I really wasn't sure what direction to take that note from commentary and I was kind of reading into it a lot at this point. And so I was closer to thinking that we were going to see a draw. There was a point too where um, both members of FTR had sharpshooters on Bullet Club Gold. That was a great little moment too. But then afterwards they couldn't hold it That long because of all of the damage that had been inflicted in them throughout this match, they could not do that. And then finally, um, damn, I missed this other. Sorry, guys. There's so many different parts. Like shit, there was a moment like way earlier in the freaking match that I didn't even mention, which was the spot where Dax Suplex, uh, Suplex Jay White, and then at the same time Cash Wheeler came out and like did a frog splash, and then out of nowhere, freaking juice Robinson came out from the other side. It was crazy. Sorry. It just hit me in the head right now. It's like, oh, I missed that part, but I missed to mention that part. But anyways, for the finish, we do see uh, Dax lock in the sharpshooter on uh, Juice Robinson and Juice Robinson is the one that taps out. And that is how you uh, see FTR win this match before the time limit is up. And let me tell you, that was a whole lot of fun. And then what I liked even more, I'm tired of sportsmanship. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. Just kidding. All right. Um, no, not really. I liked this because afterwards, FTR tried to shake the hands of uh Bully Club Gold and instead Juice Robinson, I mean excuse me, uh Jay White spit in the hands of FTR. And I thought, hell yeah, we don't want to be friends not screw that we're enemies this is war and I love this guys and I feel like this is gone I don't know what the next uh you know match they're gonna do is I don't know but they got something really special here and I'm pretty sure Tony probably recognizes that and I'm pretty sure we're gonna see some other shape some sort of other match coming up next. I don't know what else they're going to do. I really do hope that they do it on a pay-per-view because this was a free match on TV that was definitely pay-per-view quality. If you did not watch Collision today, please take the time to watch this match. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Just sit back. Just sit back get comfortable. Put a blanket on uh, and you'll have a good time. Um, All right. So, uh, oh man, all metalhead for life. I don't know if you know this, sorry. I know you just sent up another super chat, but uh, earlier on the show, I had missed your super chat from last night. I did read your super chat from last night earlier on today's show. Uh, I hope you didn't miss it, but I wanna thank you for that super chat and for also sending this one here because uh, he sends in another one saying first time super chat. Uh, You're great at what you do, keep it up. I did see the one that you sent yesterday and I'm so sorry it came in after uh, the stream had ended but I appreciate you sending another one. Really, I do. And also for sending in a super sticker. Uh, Mike Parker sends in a very generous super chat. Shout out to Mike, who's always super supportive of me and this podcast. Mike says, this FTR versus Bully Club Gold match was my favorite match I've seen in any promotion all year. Being a wrestling fan for so long, this match could have hit in any era of... Uh, of tag team wrestling, which is the highest compliment I can give. I think this match here was definitely, um, you know, we already kind of broke down a lot of the major points and what ended up happening here, but what they did here, I thought was some pretty good, just like overall, um, some pretty good storytelling and it kept you engaged the full hour. I mentioned this earlier. It's so easy to get lost in a match, man. There's times where I'm watching, you know, a match on TV. That's like five minutes and shit. They didn't grab me for those five minutes. Maybe they grabbed me for like four and I forced myself to watch the other one and they did not do that. The full hour, it was nicely built up and, Obviously, like the last 30 minutes, they amplified that and stepped it up a notch. So that was really cool to see. But man, that was cool. Corey MacArthur says Denise, Trinity, new impact knockouts world champion. I knew it. I said it. I predicted it this morning on Busted Open Radio. I was right. Uh, I don't know why I'm making such a big deal about it, but I just get happy when predictions come true. But for real, though, uh, congratulations to Trinity. Clearly, if she's the champ now, uh, you w- dude, I got an interview with Trinity here on the channel. Um, we talked about her joining Impact Wrestling. Check out that interview. It's like at 18,000 views. Uh, maybe it'll get to 20,000 now that she's the champ. Uh, check it out. She talks a little bit about... Uh, it's. Trinity and Mercedes have said that they do not want to talk about what really happened in WWE. But she does... Talk about what she experienced during that time. And so it's a pretty good interview. I got some really great compliments. So check that one out too, especially if you're excited to see uh, Trinity S new impact knockouts world champion. Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying the battle of the bouts feed crashed and the women's match from Dynamite came on. We didn't see the end of Taya and Tony at all. It came back in the Owen ceremony was on oh no did it really because one of the things that um was mentioned is this is like the aw's first three hour live like being live on tv for three hours so uh yeah oh damn that sucks uh i hope that what you guys did see from taya and tony was cool though um I'll make sure to, ch- I, I have to check out the show afterwards or at least, you know, figure out what the hell is going on. And I have a code for Slammiversary, so I'm gonna make sure to check that out too. Uh, there's just too much, guys. There's too much happening, but we'll, I'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Um, 1990K sends in a super chat saying, what are your thoughts on Warner Brothers wanting 12 pay-per-views a year? I hate that idea. They need more TV specials to boost ratings. So if they do go that direction of, Having monthly pay-per-views, I've said this already. I think I said this on the Dynamite Post Show, but you need to have some sort of streaming service. Nobody is going to pay, or maybe just the rich people. <laughs> uh, nobody's going to play pay fifty dollars per month for a pay-per-view. Like that's just it's too much to ask for for people it's too much uh, maybe some people will i know i will because of work purposes but damn those are going on tax write-off man um but it's just too much and i really hope that if they do something like that i really hope that they figure something out like with what wwe has with the peacock uh i would love to see aw have something like that with max and you know getting their own aw section and i already have a max subscription so uh, in fact, I would be saving money if they did that because uh, buying the pay-per-views, I still buy the pay-per-views when I go to the shows. I still buy the pay-per-views uh, to actually be able to see them on TV. So, you know, ugh. anyways, um, I can see why they would want the monthly pay-per-views too, guys, because there's just a lot happening there, the the pay-per-views are so sporadic there's still so many stories to tell and having the amount of pay-per-views that they have right now still feels so so far apart from each other and so sporadic like I said so I can see why they will want the 12 pay-per-views per year but at the same time it's got to be it's got to be something that's going to work for your average fan that's You got to find something that works for them, man, because it's not going to be and no one going to be paying $50 per month every freaking month. Uh, MD8999 says, I love monthly pay-per-views, but I'm not paying for them. Uh, Same. Exactly. That would just be kind of crazy. But. Alrighty, everyone. Dang, that is it. That was AEW Collision Conversation today. uh, So much that we discussed. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in on this Saturday show. Uh, A couple of announcements before I log off. Next week, um, I'm not going to be here on Tuesday because I will be at someplace else. I cannot say, Uh, and uh, keep an eye out on my social media and you'll find out then. And so Tuesday, I will not be here, but Wednesday, myself and Righteous Reg, we will be here to talk about blood and guts that's going to be a grand freaking time. And then, of course, I will be back on Friday to talk SmackDown. And then I will also be here next Saturday to talk about AEW Collision. So you had a good time here today. Make sure to check back here on Saturday as well. And then uh, please keep an eye out also if you are a member of the YouTube channel. I am going to be posting a new video Uh, tomorrow, I think it is the All Elite Crate unboxing video for All Out 2023. I just shot that video earlier today. I'm about to edit it up get it up there for members only uh so if you are a member look forward to that if you're not a member you're more than welcome to become a member you get exclusive content and there are already over i think like 25 videos that are exclusive just for members only if you are interested in that you can find out more details here on my youtube channel and last but not least um uh sheldon jackson hold on wait what He says, Alex Shelley retains the Impact World title, finally breaking the curse of champions tonight at Slammiversary. Also, Impact announced Sonata for Emergence August 27th and Leo Rush, Trey Miguel versus Hiromo Speedball for Multiverse uh, United 2. Hold on. Wait. Alex Shelley retained. Hold on. Alex Shelley retained. Oh, I'm so happy because I, okay, if you listen to Busted Open today, me and Mark Henry freaking got into it here today. We got into it. He was like, it's definitely going to be Nick Aldis. It's definitely going to be Nick Aldis. And I was like, nah, it's going to be Alex Shelley. And literally, literally, I told him, I said, if if Alex Shelley wins, you're going to hear from me. So right now, I'm about to send a tweet to Mark Henry and let him know that I was right, damn it. I was right. Uh, Sheldon, uh, you're getting my hopes up here, so uh, I got to make sure to watch this pay-per-view. Uh, thankfully, uh, the good people at Busted Open provided me with the code, codes. So I get to watch for free, which is very nice. Uh, but Sheldon Jackson also says that Josh Alexander is back. Holy shit, everything's happening. All right. Uh, Metal Hand, Metalhead for Life also sends in a super sticker. Uh, thank you so much, dude, for all of the uh, generosity that you have given me on uh, the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Shelton Jackson sends in another super chat saying Josh Alexander is back. My God. I love Josh Alexander, by the way. For those of you who do not know, uh, Josh Alexander. I've said this a million times, but this is the best possible compliment that I can give. But every time I watch Josh Alexander wrestle, every time I watch his matches, I feel my, I don't know, wrestling IQ just go up like this in points. Like I learn watching that man wrestle. It's like, You're just studying someone who is so good at what they do. And by watching them, you learn by watching them. And so, and it makes you appreciate, appreciated that much more. I don't know how else to say it, but that's the best way. All righty, everyone. Now that is it for today's show. Thank you guys so very much. And again, I will see you guys back here on Wednesday. Myself, Righteous Reg, AEW Dynamite. Letting guts, Denise Salcedo is out.